Hello, hello everyone, and welcome. It's Thursday, and you know what Thursday is Beyond Small Talk Day. Hello, and welcome to Beyond Small Talk. My name is Jackie Janik, and I'm a women's empowerment coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today, you are watching Beyond Small Talk Real Women, Real Conversations, Elevating Womankind One Talk at a Time. And I'm so excited to have my co host this week, Jessica Perilla. She's on. Hi, Jess. I'm so excited to bring you on. She is the founder and creative director of JPD Studio. It's fueled by curiosity, driven by data, minority owned and women-led and I can't wait to let's get her on to talk about women in tech I have so many questions and Jess is like pioneering and I noted there's only 25% women we need to do better let's get Jess on and come and join us Jess yay is it coming on for you okay let me try one more time I just oh there you are hey hi hey Jackie how are you sorry yeah I can sorry I clicked off and then I was like oh my god no I can't lose you how are you doing I'm doing great how are you doing good thank you for joining me today it's so nice to see you I haven't seen you in a while I know um yeah it's been uh, yeah it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember when the last time was that we got together no, me neither. But it's nice to see you. And I like your frames. They look good on you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Warby Parker. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I thought I would try the new, the new, you know, the new style. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours because I love how you are, your brain thinks in both sides. I feel like you are. So Jez and I have worked together in the past and we're friends and we've been in the same women's circles communities. And I'm just always just so blown away by that you could be super creative like creative, like with graphics and design and colors and palettes. But then you know all the back end, like all the how, I don't know, how you make it come alive in digital world. So how did you get started? <laughs> like, I just find that so intriguing to me. Like, I my brain mostly works creative in the back end. I kind of, or Excel spreadsheets, mm-hmm. I get a little like, you know, like that. So how did you enter mm-hmm. the world? Like, how did this get started for you? Yeah, um, I mean, I've always loved arts so that was my like number one passion and like once I found out that you could like when I was 19 um, I found out that you could work with computers and basically like make your art come to life like I knew immediately that that was what I wanted to do Um, because I mean back then like this is literally like 20 you know 20 something years ago (laughs) that like I discovered you know the, the world of like web design computers like visual arts. So I basically went in and I studied, uh, you know, how to code, I learned, like all the technical side of things. Um, And once I learned the technical side, I went to the School of Visual Arts, and I studied design theory, and I got my bachelor's in design, and I merged the two. Um, So I, I basically I learned the two sides. And it was like the best thing I could ever do. Because, like, I basically was just like in love with the idea of it all, like from day one. Yeah, that's amazing. Again, just that you're able to merge those two together and bring them both to life. And yeah, like I know people like today are like, oh, websites, they've always been around. But actually, they haven't. <laughs> right? Oh, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
they haven't always been around you millennials and people younger than you. And I still remember my first job, there really wasn't websites where you could Google things and like figure out like anything and ask anything in the world. So that is so interesting. Like, um, how do you feel the industry, like the tech industry and behind the scenes has evolved? Has it evolved like super fast or what do you think? I mean, it has changed, um, but slowly. So when I started, I mean, I didn't, I would go to tech events and I was usually the only female in the room and it was very disheartening. So I actually started my own group for women in tech. This was back in like, I don't know, like 2009, 2010. And, um, and so I would attend, I would go to all these events with my, like my meetup club of women and, you know, I think since then there have been so many more groups of women that have formed group, you know, created these types of communities for women in tech. Um, and I've seen a huge, definitely like a huge community of women. I just, I don't know that there has been a, a huge increase of like women being hired um, in these tech roles. And actually you had shared that like really important stat about, you know, how only 25% of women currently yeah. hold um, like tech jobs in the US and actually, you know, I looked into it and of those 25% of women, only five of them are, are in leadership roles. So that's like an even like bigger problem because women, you know, all these tech products that we use, like there are like little to no women in the room making decisions for us, the women that are actually the ones using social media the most, like use like shopping the most, like using the internet the most, but we're not the ones in the, we're not usually the ones in the back end behind the scenes, like behind the curtain, like actually making the decisions for those applications. Yeah, and that's a huge challenge because especially now women in their 40s, I've done some research on us, that we are in a phase where we're shopping the most have disposable income because we're spending for and shopping for our parents that are elderly because long time ago parents didn't live till 70s 80s 90s and we're shopping for either young children or something like that so we have all this disposable income but it's interesting to know that like who's behind making all my apps you know who's who's putting me on that customer journey on the website and it's probably all men and bros and I'm like, ah, we got to change that. <clears throat> so, um, how, has, why have women not entered the, the industry or yeah, what has been preventing them or do they just not know that this is an option? What, what do you think? Well, I guess there are two things like early on women, um, like young girls may not be as likely to go into like computer sciences and, and, and study, or they might try. And when they fail, like they don't continue. So something, you know, something that I actually learned from um, Reshma Saujani, who's the creator of Girls Who Code, she is an advocate for teaching our girls how to be brave, and not perfect, because uh, women are socialized to be perfect. And, you know, we don't we don't meet a certain expectation. We like, choose a different path. So if that's something that, you know, we can, um, you know, teach our young women, uh, that would be, you know, definitely would make a huge difference. But like, once women are actually in the field, um, there is a stat that says that 50% of women in tech will actually leave tech because of um, just like the culture that is not supportive of them. Maybe it's a bro culture. 
Um, you know, there are just so many reasons that they, women, not just women, but, you know, um, non-binary, uh, LGBTQIA, uh, you know, and also especially women of color, like, are affected um, and are not supported in these roles. And it, it takes a lot of courage to walk into a room where no one looks like you. <laughs> Or not even looks like you have the same like parts as you, and you're like sitting at a table where you're. It, um, it must be. It's tough. It's tough to do. So I can see that not being sustainable as like a life uh, career choice. Um, so Jess has her own company. It's called JPD Studio. I keep calling it JP Design, so I apologize for it's that. Fine. I know what it is. I know what you do. I love how um, people interpret it differently. There's always a different kind of JPD Studio designs. Like, they, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because to me, you just you're the digital storyteller, and that you design the whole. Con- customer experience from front to back end and I'm like who can do this but you can so how did when and why did you start JPD studio so you know I actually like my start in tech like I had actually really positive like start because when I started working in tech my first employer like he was very like nurturing of me like I was 19 and I started actually 20 when I started uh, my first like in tech internship and I started like coding and breaking stuff on the website. Like, <laughs> um, Wait, before we go a little further, for people who don't understand what coding is, can you give us like a definition of what exactly coding means? I mean, there's so many levels of coding, right? So, mm-hmm. so the type like of coding general, that I'm yeah. referring to is uh, mm-hmm. like web development, like the front end of the site and the back end of the site. So what you see, you know, the design of it and also like what makes it come to life in the back end. So that's the code that I'm like referring to. There's also like software code, which we, you know, we don't develop software and there's like code for just every single like system application out there. So um, I'm specifically talking about web code. So if anyone has ever had a website or even used like Squarespace or WordPress, that's where usually it like I halt on my progress because I know what, you know, I'd like things to look like. But when I go into the back end and I've seen you on and like click some things and all of a sudden everything turns to like just lines of data. And I'm like, what the heck does this mean? It's It could be intimidating if you don't know what it is. So, okay. Yes. So thank you for, t- it could be very, yeah. yeah and it's like, actually really, it can be really scary when you're in it because even just like one character that's off could break the entire code. <laughs> it could just break, it could take your site down. Just like one like comma. Like you're like, oops. Yeah, I put an extra comma. Shit, my site is that. Like that just like blows yeah. my mind. So you were 19, 20, your first job. You, mm-hmm. you know, made some yeah. lips in the. <laughs> I mean, I had such a, a great team that helped yeah. me just continue and learn. And also the developers at the company were really great allies. And they would, I guess they took me under their wing and they would teach me like the more difficult coding Um, And I worked there for seven years. And after that, I realized that I really loved coding, but I wanted to do it for more people. I wanted to serve more people and also just do it under my terms. So I like quit my job. It was like a really nice job and I loved everybody, but um, I knew that I had to go out on my own and it was very scary. You know, um, I knew it was just something that I knew I had to do. And also like I had this like mantra of like, I I knew I had to just leap 
and Lynette would appear. It was kind of that scenario. Um, I was 25 and, and luckily, you know, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> and also because of your skills, it's worked out and how, you know, again, I can't say enough about your professionalism and your keen eye to detail. And I'm sure when you code, you have to have like keen eye to detail because like you said, one blip and like you're like screwed. Um, so where do you tap in and find your creativity? Like where do you get that from? Creativity. I mean, for me, it could be, I mean, I love when I have the time, I'll, I'll go to museums. Like I find a lot of inspiration in art and everyday art. Just taking a walk like through New York City, you know, um, and just um, honestly, just uh, yeah, just through art and, and stories, and just even uh, like reading a poem could bring a visual like to me and inspire something. Uh, like I'm mostly like inspired by uh, definitely like stories and people. So. Um, once I hear something, you know, I like immediately visualize like maybe how to achieve it, like how to create it. Um, also, there are so many different forms that an idea can take in the, you know, in the digital world now. So it could be a website, it can be an app, it could be, now we have like virtual realities, you know, VR, we have AR, augmented reality. Um, you know, there's just so many spaces where now we can create, we don't have to just choose like one type of medium. Yeah, which is, which is a lot of fun for creatives to like get their stories out there and their ideas and their messages and um, yeah, and just who they are and what they want to bring to the world, get it out there. Yeah, I have a website, but I need some help, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any tips for um, creatives that need a website or someone like me, I'm in personal growth and development, and my expertise isn't website development. Or I noticed too, I've been interviewing people for my day job for a graphic designer. And now, I mean, when I was first started, you carried around a portfolio. <laughs> you yeah. had those big, remember printouts, and I had a big portfolio, and I was like, yes. And now, you know, everything's, you just go to their website and check out their work. Um, do you have any mm -hmm. like tips for someone who's like starting out and be like, you know what, maybe I want to blog. Maybe I want to get my story out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, definitely like go for it. There's so many platforms and I, I would be happy to provide maybe a sense of like what platform to use depending on like what your goal is. Um, like for example, if you're starting with like e-commerce, there are, you know, you could start with Etsy, which is pretty straightforward, or you could go with like Shopify, which is actually like, right now like the best platform to use for e-commerce even if you just start with like a base plan because it would really help you grow your business and it gives you in the back end the kinds of analytics that you would need to make decisions if you are you know needing to grow um you know with wordpress that is hands down like the best site platform for blogging still when i started uh, the company in 2007 that was the uh, platform that we started working with so Thankfully, that's also still around for 14 years. And, you know, we've been able to specialize in that platform. And it's more than just a blogging platform now, as you know, you know, it can really be, you know, it's kind of can be molded into kind of any, uh, like in a very expansive, robust website with very complicated functionality, but it can also just serve as a blog. So that's WordPress is still your best bet. And for like a portfolio, maybe site that's more of like maybe a brochure or just something that it's like five to six pages, Squarespace 
has been also a really great platform because it lets you maybe more intuitively than WordPress, just maybe like customize the visual aspect of the site and you don't really have to touch any code. Yeah, which I think for a newbie or someone who is not experienced in coding like myself, I want it to be more intuitive and just give me the ability to put my work out there and just upload stuff and, you know, not try to figure it out. Do you have any tips on like, you should always have your, or does it not matter anymore? Because a long time ago it was like, always have like your details or your, or the bar on the upper right. I know like for retailers, always put your phone number on the upper right or something like that. Like, does that still exist? I mean, definitely having your contact info or a way to connect with you is something that you always want to make sure it's like obvious. So whether the call to action is to connect with you, call you, buy something, like, there should always, like the user should always, you shouldn't make them think, right? Like the user should just intuitively know like where to go. And that's like the job, that's like our job is to make the user experience like as easy as possible. That so, makes sense yeah. because yeah, mm-hmm. like when I go online, no wonder why I shop so much is because <laughs> the website is directing me to that big button that says just press that. And then all of a sudden it's in my card and I'm like, okay, well, I bought something else. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make it there. You know, they even like gamify platforms to just make it easier to make you to push you to like want to like buy more to, to reward you. You know, once like you're rewarded through an app, like your, you know, your brain is like stimulated and it it wants to like buy more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They do a good job with me. (laughs) And even IG shops. I'm like, oh, IG shops, stop showing me things to buy. (laughs) But that's the whole point, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I would would also say if you have a website, definitely invest in implementing like Google Analytics because most platforms will give you a very basic understanding of like what your website is doing in the back end, like who's visiting, what are they clicking on, et cetera. So with Google Analytics, they give you a much more like in-depth view of everything under the hood and it's free. So um, really all you have to do is copy some code and put it into the website. Yeah, I've tried to do those things. And like you said, like one little thing could throw off your website. I've been pretty good at like copying what Google tells me to do. Um, yet I always I, I think you should hire experts to do this. <laughs> I'm like people kind of hire an expert or some sort of. Um, yeah, it's hard to do. Well, yeah, my personal experience I mean, I is not the easiest thing. It does help, like, once you've done it a few times and have the experience, you'll know how to troubleshoot something, you know, if something goes wrong. And you want to make sure that it's done correctly. Otherwise, you won't get the benefits of it. Yeah. So women in tech, what would you tell other women? Like, what are the benefits about being in tech? I mean, I personally, I mean, I I love um, being in a space where, I mean, you can basically create a really, like, really powerful tools, like, with from nothing, you know, like with pixels. Um, so once you have the know how and you know how to code and you know, like on the front end, you know, how to create a really impactful design, like, you know, like your audience and you know how to speak to them. Those are two really powerful skills that when they come together, um, you can basically achieve like anything, you know, online, you can create your own website, you can create your own products. Um, honestly, if you're an entrepreneur and you, and you want to start a business, like it really doesn't hurt to know, you know, about technology. Um, and, and also just like in general, like I think 
we really need it's like just so important that we have more women in tech and in leadership roles and more female bosses you know we need more women like women on boards um it's just i think the number is just it's just so tiny you know right now like how many women are on corporate boards helping make decisions at tech companies and i actually read that companies that have more than two women on their board are more successful like they're like more profitable so that i mean that doesn't surprise me it's just like we just need to like hire more women and get more women just in like across the board Absolutely. I mean, I'm big, obviously, a proponent uh, of hiring and supporting other women. Do you feel, um, just, it might not happen just in tech, but anywhere, sometimes when there's, you know, the one woman at top, sometimes I don't know if she's always supporting other women or not. Like, I think that's the message, too, that the one woman who's there, that there's enough to go around. I've been talking about this more, that there's enough to go around for all of us, that true leadership is, you know, seeing the potential and having the courage to embrace it and develop it. And sometimes when I talk to other women, you can hear a ting of, like, fear as if I develop them and they get better than me, they're going to take away my job. Mm. And, you know, like I've been hearing this a little bit. I'm in this organization called Optical Women's Association. You know, my day job's in the optical yeah. world. And every so often I get this little, you know, when you get that gut where you're like, oh, she's coming from a place of scarcity. And, you know, um, I don't know if the, I'm sure that happens everywhere. But do have you ever encountered that or see that or like what do you feel about that? Um, so, I mean, I guess, like, I, I may have seen that, like, in prior jobs. I mean, at JPD, we've always had a very collaborative, you know, uh, like, the way we work, like, we're just really supportive of each other. Um, and there is really no, like, competition. Um, because I feel like that really stifles the creativity. Um, like, and I'm, like, an advocate for, like, you know, I want women to succeed. I want, like, the people I work with to succeed and I want them to go, you know, kind of live their kind of best, you know, be in like their zone of genius and just do the best work that they can. So I, I guess like I haven't experienced it, but I, I definitely have had, have heard and read many stories about that. And it's just very disheartening because when you hear that, it kind of like takes over the conversation a bit and, you know, that's not what we want. We want to be focused on, supporting each other and um there is enough there are i mean i think we just have to remember there is enough work for everyone there are enough opportunities out there um and we can do the same work that men are doing right now in, in those same tech roles we can fill those same roles um you know we just kind of have to work towards getting there and also people on the other side employers need to give women opportunities to you know hire them and give them the opportunity to fill those roles. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's, it's, I, and I was always confident that you just created that environment of, you know, people could be creative because I it, run in the marketing department. I said the same thing, like you can stifle creativity, like with like four walls or like, I always want 
people to feel open and easy <clears throat> to be themselves. And I feel like that's when the best creativity comes where there's no, you know, I'm a I, team player, no judgment, like create a way. Um, I always take what Tim Gunn says, uh, edit. Doesn't he always say like, I know that he didn't say just that, but that's oh, what I do yeah. with my work. I always like when people show up and create like very elaborate things. And I'm always like, okay, as long as you could go there, you could always pull back. Right. Yeah. Um, thank you. Oh my God. I love working with you and seeing with you. And before we take off, what do you do for self-care? Oh yeah. I saw that you had that. <laughs> I was like, what do you do for self-care? Like I didn't even <laughs> um, think about that um, too much. It's, it's really like definitely I'm, I'm better at it these days. Um, you know, it's been really tough. Uh, to have for me it's I guess in general tough to have a routine of self-care but um, when I am able to do self-care it's usually some meditation um, uh, reading um, you know just like trying to take a me day uh, whenever I can to try to completely disconnect from work which is like really really difficult but I think once I like set out to disconnect, um, usually I can, if I'm like going to like just nature, you know, being in nature helps. Um, usually I can uh, eventually disconnect. Um, yeah, that's really important for me. Yeah, I love taking me day. I encourage everyone to schedule it in their calendars, like go in your Google calendar or whatever and just schedule a whole day, say me. <laughs> me right? mm -hmm. i'm in a me day thank you for bringing that up <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna schedule one of those i really want one yeah <laughs> like excites me even just to say it and let me tell the old women out there i didn't feel like one ounce of like selfishness when i just said that because self-care mm -hmm. is not selfish self-care mm -hmm. is not selfish people self-care is not selfish um so thank you so much. I am so thankful that you're bringing awareness around women and technology and we need more of it and welcoming environments for women to show up and um, create like our future. Like I want a woman behind those scenes there doing whatever you guys code and create my experience online. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy that we could chat. And also I just want to add, there is a really amazing mentoring group called uh, She Went For Her Dreams. And they have a, a mentor circle, uh, which I actually served as a mentor recently on. And anyone that is maybe in tech or is looking to be in tech, like you can sign up and, um, you know, be assigned to someone that can assist you. I mean, there's so many organizations out there and I can share a few um, that can help you like either get into tech, um, change careers uh, to get into tech or just like find, you know, mentorship in tech uh, to help you, you know, just kind of go further. Yeah, it's really important. Like, especially with only 25 people in the industry, you have to find each other to help guide through the system. Um, what is it called again? Just one more she, shout out. Uh, she went for her dreams. She went for her dreams. I love it. I'll add that to the notes for everybody if you're looking for mentorship in the industry. So thank you so much, Jess. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jackie. So good to be here. Uh, Oh, yeah. Beyond Small Talk every Thursday, IG Live, or catch us on your favorite pod, Audible, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. I figured I'd know how to do all that in the back end. So <laughs> check us out. Thank you so much, Des.